You're listening to the Dale Upright Show. And now, your host, Dale Upright. Welcome, everybody. Um, before we get into the political news, there were two uh, cultural stories that I wanted to touch on real quick. And the first one here is uh, former Pittsburgh Penguins player dies after his throat was slashed by a skate in a quote-unquote freak accident during a game. This is Adam Johnson. Um, I believe this happened on Saturday. And um, the video, I did see the video, and it is uh, extremely gruesome. I wouldn't recommend you watch it uh, unless you are not uh, queasy or uh, weak-stomached. But um, he basically died on live TV. Um, His throat was slit by an opposing player's ice skate. And the kind of controversy around it, and like I said, I did watch the video, and um, it... Looks like the uh, player from the other team, whose name is Matt Petgrave, I believe, um, it looked like it was intentional that he lifted his leg up um, to kick him in the face or torso. Um, Right before that happened, uh, Matt Petgrave had kind of collided, sort of, with another player, and so there's certainly some... um, dispute as to whether or not it was not just an accident if you look up on online they won't even mention uh, matt peckrave's name in any of these articles for the most part i think i looked up four before uh starting this this recording and i couldn't find his name i had to go to uh, good old-fashioned gab to find the information that they were trying to keep out um, probably because, and I know this guy uh, is getting some uh, hate mail and messages on Twitter, I believe. And um, just for the sake of argument, um, two things about this guy. One, um, he was he was crying after this happened. The guy, Adam Johnson, uh, bled out and he was dead within about 15 seconds, I believe. And it is a it is a gruesome video. Um, but uh, so uh, Matt Pat Petgrave was was crying after the incident happened. Um, also, he is uh, well known for um, his penalties and I guess being hot headed. I think he has the most penalties in the league. Now this is um, this is in the UK, um, not in the United States. Uh, this guy used to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I believe the team that he played for uh, was the Nottingham Panthers. I watched the video, and it uh, it looked like uh, it was at least intentional that he tried to strike him with his foot. Um, you could argue whether or not he was trying to slice slice his throat, and you could even argue whether or not it was intentional. But it definitely looked intentional to me, and I'm not the only one. There are a lot of people on Twitter that are saying that as well. Um, The other story I just wanted to talk about real quick is uh, Matthew Perry, the actor from Friends, uh, died um, over the weekend. He was found drowned in a hot tub. So I guess he has a history um, of drug and alcohol abuse. Um, So... I just wanted to say on this story, um, you know, this is Matthew Perry. This is uh, 
I think his his name was Chandler in in the show Friends. But obviously, this guy he was a director also. He had movies, um, big actor, uh, very well known and very well liked for the most part. I believe not a whole lot as far as I know of uh, uh, scandals or anything. But um, you know, addiction is something that uh, a lot of people struggle with, and I can tell you that I've struggled with it as well. Um, and so just a quick uh, shout out to anybody out there uh, who is struggling with that. Um, it's uh, it's not easy, but don't feel ashamed and uh, make sure you get the help that you need. I know some people who have passed away um, from drug overdoses and it's, it's an extremely sad thing and um, you need to get the help uh, that you need and um, don't feel ashamed. It's something that a lot of people struggle with. And um, we would all much rather hear from you now than to read your name in the obituaries. So feel free to reach out to me, uh, message me on on any of the social media platforms. Uh, First article in uh, political news that I wanted to bring up is from Sputnik. The headline is, over 10 million illegals have crossed the U.S. border under Biden report claims. So this is from January 2021 until... I believe September of uh, of this year, um, 10 million. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to look at. I wanted I wanted to bring up what uh, my home state of PA's population was, but this is you know a good state's worth of people um, that have come to the United States illegally, and um, this is all happening uh, while right now we are dealing with a lot of conflict in the Middle East, and you have um, public officials, even on the Democratic side, that say that they are concerned about uh, terrorists coming uh, through our southern border. I believe uh, over 150 people that have been flagged and are on uh, terrorist watch lists um, have been stopped at the border, or at least caught. Um, and so that is only the amount of people that we have caught. Now that kind of ties into the next, um, article that I wanted to bring up here. This is from border Hawk news, and, uh, they actually have a video that I'm going to play for you guys here. If you're an audio listener, um, you can check out the video. It's on YouTube or rumble or BitChute. but, uh, this guy, um, he does have a, a very, heavy uh spanish accent um so but he is obviously uh doing some on the ground journalism on the uh, southern border this is eagle pass uh, texas so we're going to take a look at this video and uh, in the video i'll just describe it real quick before i play it in the video um this guy captures Border Patrol operating heavy machinery that lifts the border razor wire and allows about 300 migrants, uh, well, illegal immigrants, into uh, the country uh, through the through the border. So I'm going to play this right now. I'm Efraín González, correspondent with Butterhack News. These are exclusive images of how mass crossings of hundreds of migrants are being carried out in recent days at Eagle Pass, raising the barbed wire with machinery. This huge caravan of around 300 migrants crossed into Eagle Pass thanks to Border Patrol agents lifting the barbed wire. 
The hundreds of migrants crossed in a few minutes, this being the four massive crossings that our cameras witnessed in the last days of October. Previously, these caravans are sent to uninhabited areas of the Rio Grande, where Border Patrol awaits them with four-lift tractors. Given these facilities, uh, migrants say they prefer to cross the river instead of processing legal entry. So that's all I'll play. Um, he does a little interview there. They had mentioned that they would rather cross the river than go uh, through the legal route. Um, so that's just an example. Now, in this video, you can see uh, a lot of those people did have kids, which um, a lot of the videos I've seen have just been um, mainly adult men, which is extremely concerning to me. Um, in this video, there were some families, but um, I would urge people to consider if you just allow these people in and you don't turn them away, it is going to be... Um, is going to be thought of as allowed and so therefore it's going to keep happening and this is a this is actually a pretty dangerous um trek uh journey that these people are going on um and uh we cannot verify that these children um are the actual children of the people that they are with um on the no spoon podcast we discussed how hhs has um lost track of eighty-five thousand children um, and Josh Hawley was questioning HHS and um, was uh, citing articles from the New York Times talking about how a lot of these children, we believe, are now in basically slave wa uh, wager um, situations in the United States, working at factories, um, third shift, so that they are uh, not seen by authorities, um, and in really, really bad living conditions, um, basically slave labor. Uh, because they they are not documented. So um, while my heart does go out to um, the children, I think it's really uh, foolish and unwise of their parents to um, do this um, uh, illegally uh, cross the border instead of going through the the legal uh, ways to do that. And maybe maybe there's a discussion to be had about. Um, what criteria is needed to to become a, a U.S. citizen or to get a green card or to get passage. Um, but I think a lot of these people are, are financial refugees. They're not, um, they're not coming from war-torn areas. And um, not only that, that's, that's kind of these people that I'm seeing in this video right here. But anybody can go to a Latin American country, go to Mexico, um, and cross the border. It doesn't just have to be a Mexican or a Latin American. So it could be, it could very well be, and already has shown to be, um, people from the Middle East. So that's all I'll talk. Now, the next two articles I have, the first one is from Information Liberation, and then the second one is from Sputnik. And it is an example of, as far as what's going on in Israel and Palestine, it, it, to me, these two articles are a good example of why we need to be very skeptical of the news that we're hearing and why, as an American, I believe it is best to put your country first and to try to not get involved because um, you really don't know what's true and what's not true. And um, most conservatives will, are more than willing to say that they don't trust um, CNN or they don't trust MSNBC or even ABC or NBC.
But it seems like a lot of people are believing the news that's coming out of Israel, and I think that people should think twice. Uh, the first article from Information Liberation, the headline says, Hamas did not bake a baby in an oven, Israeli journalist reports. Um, so basically, there was this big trending story um, going around on Twitter about how Hamas had baked a baby in an oven, and that that was the reason. I won't I won't read this this guy's quote here because it's got some explicits, but that was the reason why uh, Netanyahu was not uh, was uh, Israel was not going to agree to a ceasefire, and it's because of all the barbarous things. Now, again, I'm not um, saying that there aren't. Um, horrific, barbarous things. I'm just saying we should be skeptical of what we hear. Um, this next article here is from Sputnik, and the headline reads, Israeli tank fires on civilian car in the Gaza Strip. Now, I know I, I was listening to cons uh, some conservative podcasts earlier today, and uh, some of these guys are saying, well, Hamas is using these people as um, as human shields. And so uh, it's Hamas's fault for any civilian casualties. And I just kind of got to thinking, in, in, in the United States, if there is a hostage situation, the authorities negotiate or they, there is a, uh, a strategic um, special operation, um, and the goal is to have the least amount of casualties. So basically, if, if some... Um, robber or murderer or a terrible person has got uh, your family member um, and he's got a gun to his head, if the police show up, they're not just going to mow down everybody there. They're going to try and talk to the guy. They're going to try and de-escalate. And um, at worst case scenario, they're at least going to um, do everything that they can to minimize civilian casualties. So um, reports are that Hamas has uh, their kind of their headquarters and their bunkers and their underground tunnels um, underneath the Palestinian hospitals and schools. And so um, we're getting these reports about uh, Israel, IDF, um, basically bombing these hospitals. And people are kind of justifying it and saying, well, Hamas is, are using these people as human shields. Um, and so... First of all, that is, uh, I don't know that that's a great justification for bombing a, uh, a hospital that you know civilians are in, um, because there could certainly be other ways to, to get the, the uh, Hamas terrorists without bombing the hospital. But on top of that, if you uh, go back to the last podcast, that I have, like I said, it's it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on YouTube and everything. Um, I talked about uh, an, an article from antiwar.org, or .com, I think, antiwar.com. And in it, the author uh, quotes Benjamin Netanyahu from 2019, saying that anyone who is against a two-state solution with Palestine and Israel should support Hamas and that his cabinet members should support giving Hamas money and uh, giving them aid because they're, they're using Hamas basically as this 
um, PR campaign for why they should never have to have a two-state solution. And uh, that's, you know, again, you can question, I think that we should, que we should question um, the authenticity of any reports that are coming out of the Middle East, but I have seen a lot of people that are calling this a spiritual war, a holy war, and uh, I would just think um, twice about that. I would I would consider the authenticity of anything, any news that you're reading. Um, I, certainly anything from Benjamin Netanyahu, I can tell you personally, I do not trust that guy at all. Um, so that's just my take. Um, a lot of people, I know I'm not going to change your mind because this is, this is a very, uh, it's a very uh, heated, emotional topic, and most people have made up their minds already. But for those of you out there who are on the fence, um, first of all, don't trust don't verify everything that you're seeing with like three or four different sources, right? Don't just trust one article and try and find a video. And I've seen some video that I haven't even brought up because um, I don't think anybody really wants, it's so horrendous, some of these videos that are coming out from Israel. Um, I don't think that anybody would believe it um, or, or it would change their bias towards this situation so um that's all i'll that's all i'll say about that i kind of have two different kind of articles that are showing you um a, a, a different perspective than what you're hearing all i'm hearing from kind of the conservative um influencer side of things are all these awful stories and I'm not saying that they're not true, but I'm saying to verify them, go back and watch my last podcast and look at the quotes from Benjamin Netanyahu. Look at the Times of Israel article from October 8th, where they say in the Times of Israel that Benjamin Netanyahu has propped up Hamas in the past. So, and now he's saying that basically that they won't do a ceasefire because Hamas is using Palestinians as human shields and so they're just going to bomb these hospitals it's it's like um something seems a little fishy about that um, certainly question that um so this next article i have is from uh, brownstone institute brownstone.org um i don't know if you guys remember professor professor neil ferguson from the UK, he was one of the big lockdown guys, but uh, he is now backpedaling. And I've heard, I've actually heard a couple of different um, people on podcasts and stuff that were uh, for the uh, for the lockdowns that are now asking people to forgive them and that uh, we need to give them some grace. And certainly, um, we should we should uh, you know treat treat people with dignity, but also. Nobody should ever trust these people at all. In fact, in today, in 2023, after what we've been through for the last two, three years with the lockdowns and the masks and all of the, the Dr. Fauci's and all of this stuff that has made absolutely no sense, if there's anybody out there that just blindly trusts their doctor or blindly trust their pediatrician, especially your pediatrician, okay? Pediatricians are basically shills for big pharma, and if you look at the way that they make their money, um, I'm not going to get into it in this podcast, but they are getting paid 
to give you certain medical to give your child certain medical procedures and i'll leave it at that i might i might get more into that in um, upcoming podcasts but um, they have conflicting interests okay so when it comes to your children don't just take their word for it okay do your own research you you're now starting to hear these people um, and see these news articles that are like don't do your own research trust the science do not listen to them. Do your own research. Verify. If you have questions, ask your doctor. You may indeed find him locked in a lie where he kind of has to say, well, you know, um, you know, I, I'm not so sure about that. But and if that happens, run. OK, this is your this is your child um, at stake. And I don't need to go through all the horror stories. So. Uh, that's all I got for you guys. Um, thank you for checking it out. Hopefully the audio quality was a little bit better tonight. I uh, I got some help from a friend on how to actually set up my microphone. So shout out to uh, Paranormies on Telegram. They got a really, really big following. They got a really big podcast. Check out their podcasts. Um, I think it's paranormies.com. Um, uh, if you guys would... Um, like and subscribe and uh, go to daleupright.substack.com and enter in your email. It's free and you'll get my articles and you'll get my podcasts um, basically Monday through Saturday. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys. Have a good night.